from WNYC in New York. This is On the Media. I'm Bob Garfield. And I'm Brooke Gladstone. A heated exchange between Fox News host Megyn Kelly and former House Speaker, current Donald Trump surrogate Newt Gingrich, went viral this week, mainly for this charge about media bias. I will tell you the polls. I want to use the words. I want to hear your words. Bill Clinton's sexual predator. I dare you. Say Bill Clinton's sexual predator. Where Newt makes use of the classic I'm rubber, you're glue trope. But rewind the tape of Kelly and Gingrich a little further, and you'll hear them discussing the latest polls, which Kelly cites as being in favor of Hillary Clinton. These are nonpartisan outlets that are just trying to call the electoral They're not nonpartisan outlets. Every outlet you describe Fox, is part of the establishment. Fox News? Uh, really? Are we? I don't think so. And oh, they all, every state they've moved, they've moved it to the left towards Hillary. And you tell me whether that's all made up. No, I think they're two alternative universes. In this respect, Gingrich may be right. One universe sees polls showing the GOP nominee lagging in key states. The other believes this. When the polls are even, when they leave them alone and do them properly, I'm leading. But you see these polls where they're polling Democrats. How's Trump doing? Oh, he's down. They're polling Democrats. WikiLeaks also shows how John Podesta rigged the polls by oversampling Democrats, a voter suppression technique. First, that's not what voter suppression means. It means actually suppressing the vote. Second, that's not what oversampling means. Oversampling, it sounds misleading and malicious. Like, why would any pollster oversample a group? Micah Cohen is politics editor for the data news site 538.com. So this was pointing to a memo from 2008 in which a pollster was talking to Podesta and other kind of Clinton world people about conducting a poll which oversampled Hispanics and Native Americans. It was an internal poll to be used for ad buys, not to be released to the public. It's something campaigns do. But also, it's something pollsters do. Common practice, if you want to learn something meaningful about a particular slice of American voters. So, if you have a kind of a typical national poll of 1,000 voters, that poll is probably only going to have about 100 or so African-American voters. So, if I, as a campaign, want to know more about what African-Americans think— I can't look at that national poll to draw firm conclusions. 100 is just not enough people to draw conclusions from. That's exactly right. So in my poll of 1,000 people nationally, I'm going to try to contact 300 black respondents, even though I know black voters don't make up 30% of the population. How do you get things back in proportion? Every poll that's conducted does what's called weighting. You have a sample of, let's say, 1,000 people, and you realize hmm, I have too many middle-aged white men in my sample compared to what we know, based on government statistics, is true of the population at large. When they release their poll results, they will just downweight their oversampled group so it makes up a normal proportion of the sample. In other words, they can do both. They can get that bigger sample of the group they're interested in and then also get a normal national poll that makes sense. There's another accusation that's getting a lot of attention, an ABC poll from this month, where 36% of the respondents were Democrats, 27% were Republicans, 31% were independents. So what accounts for that? Yeah, this is kind of an old school 
conspiracy theory of polls. We saw a lot of this in 2012. That some surveys oversample Democrats, a trend that could give President Obama an edge over Governor Mitt Romney. The New York Times poll, which oversampled Democrats by six percentage points. You go into the internals and you see that they've been oversampling Democrats by like nine, even 10, or even 13 points. So what's going on here is party identification. It's not party registration. And so people shift on that question. If Hillary Clinton is leading in the race, more people are going to say Democrat. If Donald Trump were leading in this race and the Republican Party had a great image, more people would say Republican. In other words, party identification is not like race. It's not like age. And so pollsters do not weight their samples so that they have a certain number of self-identified Democrats, self-identified Republicans, and independents. What Trump and his surrogates are suggesting is that this oversampling means that they are deliberately boosting the numbers of Democratic voters to the public. Is it possible that this is what they honestly believe? Uh, No, I very much doubt it. At least most of the campaign. Kellyanne Conway, Trump's campaign manager, is a respected pollster. She knows what oversampling is. But look, polling involves a lot of math and is complicated, and there are genuine disagreements about the best way to conduct polls. And I think there are people out there in the media, on the internet, in the campaigns, who use that murkiness to deliberately mislead people. This whole business of overrepresentation reminds me of that LA Times poll which didn't have many black respondents, and there happened to be one 19-year-old black Trump supporter that totally skewed the results. The USC Dorn's Life Los Angeles Times poll, they did not have enough black respondents, and this one respondent was counted as much as 30 times and sort of was convincing the poll that Trump had a lot more support among black voters than we know he does based on hundreds of other polls. This is a weird poll. They re-interview the same respondents over and over again. If you're taking a poll again and again, you might follow the election differently than a normal voter, right? And then he stopped participating in the poll in early October, and that threw everything out of whack for them, and I guess put them more in line with other polls. Although the poll is still an outlier, it's pretty absurd that they were doing this. So while waiting can have a large effect on the results. In the aggregate, I think we can be really confident that the polls as a whole reflect reality at least pretty closely, right? That's not to say the polls can't be off. We know the polls can be off. The difference is nobody's trying to get it wrong. That's where you really kind of go around the bend, I think. Let me just ask you, do you worry about the role polls have taken in this election? If they turn out wrong on election day, it'll mean something dire for the industry? I do, yes. And by the way, you should worry about the state of polling, even if you're not at 538. It is really important for democracy that our leaders know what the public wants and know what the public thinks about issues. Polling is at this sort of inflection point where response rates are falling. Fewer people pick up the phone and will take a survey. The polling industry is sort of trying out online polls. We're not totally sure how good those are yet. You know, this election is a weird election in a lot of ways. There are more states in play than there were in 2012. 
Trump has an unusual coalition for a Republican nominee. There are reasons to think the polls could be wrong. Do you think that polls, even the best ones responsibly interpreted, still lead to an impression of the country as being more black and white or red and blue, you know, less purple than it really is? Yes, absolutely. And I think, look, during a presidential election, and polls exacerbate this, I think, it's either black or white, Clinton or Trump. Or even in better scenarios as college-educated white women or Asian-American voters. Asian-American voters are a very diverse group. That said, I'm not sure that's on polls. I think that's on the media, including, frankly, 538. Because in those polls, there is the data to get more fine-grained. And if we really wanted to, if the media really wanted to, they could dig into those results and couple that with on-the-ground reporting. And I guess to better understand the electorate as a pollster, the prime route would be oversampling. Yeah, ironically, that's exactly what these kind of conspiracy theories would have us not do. (laughs) Thank you very much. My pleasure, Brooke. Micah Cohen is politics editor for 538.com. The 538 politics team is putting out a daily podcast until the election. You can find it at 538.com slash podcasts. And you can find our joint breaking news consumers handbooks on election polls at onthemedia.org. I'm Ira Flato, host of Science Friday. For over 30 years, our team has been reporting high-quality news about science, technology, and medicine— News you won't get anywhere else. And now that political news is 24-7, our audience is turning to us to know about the really important stuff in their lives. Cancer, climate change, genetic engineering, childhood diseases. Our sponsors know the value of science and health news. For more sponsorship information, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.